Welcome to hour two of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I don't know what's happening. Why do you look so confused? I don't know who Teddy Swims is. I feel like I'm being punked. No, you're not. No, no, no. He's, uh, I think he really came to fame through singing on social media. Really? I, I think so. Yep. Got He's, a Chris Stapleton vibe. Yeah. Uh, and he also has a bit of like a jelly roll vibe in that he's like sure. all tatted up oh. and it has a really cool voice. Okay. Yeah. Don, I wish you all could have seen Donna's face though. I've incredulous. never heard this song in my life and I'm like, what is this doing in here? I just I like this, it. I like it. I just had this conversation with... Um, Lou over the weekend I don't none of us do but you know we don't really know what our faces look like <laughs> you know what I mean sure and that can be a delicate thing so I like look how I'm looking at you right now okay. Donna. if I would say like what do you mean about that I look mad to people right like I really can furrow my brow sure so like my like inquisitive is like all very intense looking. And so Lou has told me time and time again with her and now with our children, one of the mm. kids felt that she was like, dad gets like, looks so mad so quick. And I'm like, what? I don't, yeah, I look like this right now. Like I'm confused, but I guess to children, Lou's like, you don't realize your face looks. Sure. You have an expressive matter. face, but, but it leads Anytime it's inquisitive or something, it does lead with sort of lean toward an angry look. And I remembered back when I used to play the guitar in like my youth group band, people would say to me after, you look so mad up there. And I was having the time of my wow, life. So there is this weird like intensity that I need to become more aware of because obviously that non-verbally communicates. And I thought of that, but as I was looking at your face, and thinking, I bet she doesn't know what her face looks like most of the time either. <laughs> you know what my face does much more often than I do. That is and true. And I know what your stupid face does much more often than you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. We're I friends. Do. All right. We're buddies. Did you hear the news? Time has named its person of the year. News is breaking left and right. Here we go. What do we got? Who do you think it is? I think it's Taylor Swift. It is Taylor Swift. Look at these amazing pictures. You got. You might have to come around because I can't turn this all the way. She looks amazing. She's got um, Benjamin Button around her neck in one picture. Cat, if you don't know, not Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look at this picture. Um, She looks like not. She looks like Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, that looks like it's from like the eighties. Wow, I was going to say like the 50s. Great pictures. We'll link this up. Michael, uh, yep, I'll put a link good. in there. So, How long has she known she's the winner? This is an excellent question. I don't know. I haven't talked to her. Because they didn't do that photo shoot last night, you know. That's true. Oh, my God. These pictures are great. I'm going to read this whole article. You know how many times it took to get that picture with Benjamin Button like that? Oh, you got uh, it? Cats okay. hate those pictures. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cat hates, cats hate doing anything they don't want to do. That is true. And that poor thing wrapped around her neck like a snake. Yeah. It'd be fun if we could carry more of our animals like a lamb, like an old shepherd would a lamb. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, grab them by both of their legs, sling them up over your neck. Sure. 
Good talk. Uh, Forbes also says that Taylor Swift is the fifth most powerful woman in the world. There's some randos here. Like, I don't have, like, the top ten, but I see, like, Melinda Gates came in at number ten. Yeah. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is number 31. She's more powerful than Oprah. Wow. Mackenzie Scott, formerly Bezos, number 13. Beyonce is number 36. Rihanna is 74. Barbie is number 100. So what is the through line that makes them powerful, class? Hmm. You're right. It's money. Yeah. It's money, everybody. You're right. It's money. You're right, Steve. You're right. It's not talent, though, right? Is that they what all, you're saying? They all, no, I'm saying they all have talent in different ways. But like Melinda Gates, she's not like a performer. You know, you've got uh, Mackenzie Scott. She's not a performer, but they both have big, big money. And lots of from respect. From their settlements. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You could make this more uh, positive. I'm just saying the through line is money. Right. Okay. Uh, Norman Lear passed away yesterday. So sad. Yeah, news just broke of it this morning on TMZ at about 8.30 our time. Passing away at the age of 101. I look back to see when his most recent Instagram video was that he posted. It was back in October. Okay, okay. Boundary uh, breaking. Just breaking boundaries all over the place with all the shows, with topics that were never brought up on television before. Uh, master, a master at these shows. Everything from All in the Family to The Jeffersons to Good Times. Um, what else did he do? He did um, Sanford and Son, mm-hmm. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. That was a weird one. Um, whatever. I'm so glad that they got that show out for him, honoring him for his hundredth. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, I think was uh, one of the people behind that show. He was a big fan of Norman Lear. So I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel uh, is going to be talking about Norman Lear quite a bit tonight. That is awesome. Anyway, a lot of great theme songs for these shows too. I'm trying to look for, um, I wanted to hear Sanford and son because that was really I don't know if I would know that one if I just heard I it. That shows a little would. before my time, and it wasn't one of the ones that was before my time, but I caught up on in syndication, like the Brady Bunch. Oh, you did? or No, I did not. Oh, okay. It was not one of those. Okay. It was kind of a fun show. The guy has a junkyard. They have a junkyard. Um, Freddie Prince, his dad, oh. Freddie Prince Jr.'s dad was in it. I'm trying to see if I could just find it for you. I'm looking on Jason's. Stuff. Here, you Hope look at that happen. real quick. I'll jump in with a quick other bit of news here. Jamie Foxx starting to talk a little bit. Oh, there we go. Maybe not the most appropriate music. Should for I try the Jamie Foxx story with yeah. this behind me? All right. Oh, uh, Jamie Foxx said uh, in an interview regarding his medical episode that he had earlier this year, I wouldn't wish that what I went through on my worst enemy because it's tough when it's almost over. When you see the tunnel, I saw the tunnel. I didn't see the light. He went on to say, actually, can we bring the music back for this park? I thought this was funny. <laughs> Jamie Foxx went on to say, it was hot in that tunnel, too. I don't know where I was going. Bleep. Am I going to the right place? Wow. <laughs> he had a quote, I have a new respect for life. I have a new respect for my art. I want to know what happened to him. We do, too. He did not elaborate there. Okay. What are all the instruments we're hearing that make this sound so... 
fun. I heard cymbals. There's a bass. Bass. Harmonica. Harmonica. That's an instrument you don't hear a ton of anymore. I'm looking at you, blues traveler. Oh, you mean the cowbell? No, the harmonica. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought I heard a little cowbell in there. Like the sound of the cowbell. There is a cowbell, yeah. What's that? What? That's a harmonica. It's really good. You ever seen a really good harmonicist? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like it when they I- wear the headgear. Me too. When they say, at some point I'm going to sing, but I will need to... Put my braces on. (laughs) Yeah. While playing the guitar. It is pretty impressive. All right, we got to go. All right, fine. I don't even know what's coming up. Uh, Let's see. we got a great show still coming your way. We're not even halfway through it just yet. Did you know... I got some fun facts for you. Little things that make you go, huh? Do you know who actually wins? This is for... If you go to the casino and you're ever there with your significant other, but maybe not your husband or wife, it's just like, you know, dating somebody or your friend. Sure. I have a cautionary tale for you about playing slots with friends, boyfriends, girlfriends. Okay. I hope you stick around for that. When we return, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy holidays. Stevie Boy. For my buddies at the Canopy Group, they'd like to wish you a very happy holiday season as well. They'd love to help save you some money. Uh, that's what they're doing. And I think that there have been a lot of Minnesotans this year who have been saying, you know what? It's time for me to wise up here. Let's make the switch to the Canopy Group. Here's how things are different. Uh, they give you options, and that's the only way that you're going to save money. Imagine if you went to holiday parties this year, and all they offered was fruitcake. Nothing against fruitcake, but you'd be like, uh, can we get a little something else? we have any fudge here? Uh, do we have any? What is, what's another uh, holiday cookie, Donna? Um, a tassie. There we go. Any tassies around? No, all we have is fruitcake. And not so great. Meanwhile, your neighbors had a different holiday party. They've got it all. They've got every possible holiday cookie that you could imagine. That's the party you want to be at. You want options when it comes to your desserts at a holiday party. You want options when it comes to your homeowners and automobile insurance because that's how you save money. New customers save on average over $800 when they make the switch to thecanopygroup.com. Hello. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, where's the beat? I just I just had a little compulsive. Are you messing around with the morning shows? No, this one's ours. This, this ours? one's ours. We get yeah. To okay. Huh. I wonder uh, what that do is. Do the stock though. Oh, that's harsh. That's, that's, that's too loud. That's too some loud. your stock exchange. No likey that. Uh, give me a little slide whistle to start my hump day. All right. It's not really complete, but it kind of cuts off, you know? Yeah, it does. Hmm. Um, let's see here. What's the tipsy with Jess? That's Jess. Jess Dutt. Wait, wait. What do you mean to hit that? That's Jess. Time for a tip. That's Jess Wait, stop it. Is that Jess Summers? Yes. Time you, for a tip. Really? Wait, do it again. Wait, we got to get her in here to do it live. Yeah, okay. Jess. Yes. She's probably listening. Time for a tip. That's Jess? Really? Are mm-hmm. you sure about that? She's 100%. so oh, yeah. quiet. She does a lot of voiceover and stuff for us. I know that a lot of times. She sings. She's a great singer. She is. Yeah. Time. F- wait, time, time for Time, time for, for a tip. tip. Time for she a tip. She sounds very British there. Right? Do it How again. Time for a tip. Time for a tip. 
Yes! <laughs> oh my God, Steve, you can open the door. I have gas, Donna. I'm trying to limit my movements. That's okay, something. all right, all right, all right. You all right. want your actual thing? Yes, please. I don't know where it is. Just do this one too. Just things that make you go. I mean, it might be. Well, I think no. I think that's from a song. Donna. You think that's from C and C Music Factory? Is that who did that song? I think so. What's the other song they did that was huge? Oh my gosh! Um, gonna make you sweat till Everybody you bleed. Everybody dance now! Wow! Everybody dance now! Tell me you're white without telling me you're white. Did you hear the three of us there? Wow! Uh, anyway, anyway, you got some stuff. Uh, yeah, I do. I th- this is interesting for all of you who like to go to Treasure Island or Mystic Lake, and you like to play the slots. This is a fun fact that is strategic for you in the future. Jess is working from home. Okay, but is it her? Time for a tip. I don't know, Jess. Is it you? Jess, answer it's us now. We're gonna okay. lose our minds. All right. So, okay, I'm at the casino. I'm hanging out. With my man. Oh, yeah. What's his name? He's invisible. You can't see him. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, honey, honey, pull the lever. I put the money in. Let me reword that. Okay. Press that button. Uh, Okay. In every U.S. state, when it comes to slot machines, the winner is not the person who puts in the money. It's the person who presses the button or pulls the arm. Steve, why are you telling us? Why does this matter? In 2017, there was a man in Florida who learned the hard way. He had his female friend push the slot machine button for good luck. Hey, Brenda, get over here and push that button, would you? Right. She hits a $100,000 jackpot. (gasps) Casino (laughs) officials told the guy... Hey, we have to pay her. Legally, from a casino standpoint, there is no bet until the button is pressed or the lever is pulled. Things turn sour. Oh, no. The guy did not stop it. Get a dime. What a biage. <laughs> Brenda. 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 How could you? Brenda. I would not feel right knowing that it wasn't my money going towards the bet. But then she's like, I was here good luck. (laughs) (laughs) The original plan for gremlins was to use monkeys wearing masks. But when a test monkey freaked out, the producers realized they would have to use puppets instead. Yeah, that's not nice. What kind of masks were they putting on these monkeys? Right? Would we see it? Was it a, just a front part mask and we'd see the string on the back? Did you say gremlins? I said gremlins. What do you think? That's lazy. Right? Here, existing animal, put it like, like <laughs> get, a, get a puppeteer, get like uh, Jim Henson on that. And gremlins, the working title was existing animals. <laughs> it didn't test scary enough. Um, let's see here. Okay. Subway's BMT sandwich was originally named after the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit subway lines. Now it stands for bigger, meatier, tastier. 
I've been described that way. But it used to be named after the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit. What's Brooklyn Manhattan Transfer? What am I thinking of? Oh, you're thinking of the Manhattan Transfer. That's a group, a musical group. Yeah. Not Mannheim Steamroller. That is correct. Totally different sound. I think Manhattan Transfer did a song called Twilight Zone. They were also on an episode of Home Improvement. What? Manhattan Transfer? Correct, yeah. Okay. They came and did a Christmas episode of Home Improvement. But it's not the one. They were on Tool Time, yeah. Huh. And they performed? Did they, they performed. do song? Yep. Do you remember when Pete and that old construction crew would come on and they one time played a song with like oh, yeah. a saw like mm-hmm. moving back and forth? That was a fun Oh, episode. wow. That was so good. Wow, I had no idea. We'll take a break and when we come back, we're going to play a game. The game is the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, 651-641-1071. You Go can, ahead, brag. No, no, no. It's a very tight game. Uh, you can bet on Don or bet on me. When you bet on the right person, you win a prize. That game is next. Donna Valentine here for Bradshaw and Bryant. Stop it, Steve. I have to talk about personal injury. Okay, sorry. You're ruining everything. You know, I suffered a personal injury when I was 13. It's a serious thing. Um, And seriously, something like that can be physically and emotionally devastating. And oftentimes, a really huge financial burden on the individual's or their families. Um, that's why when an accident happens, it's so important to have someone advising you, someone with experience. It doesn't cost you anything to meet with Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant or a member of his team. Don't sign anything or make a statement until you have spoken with an attorney. Mike can help you understand your um, your options. He can help you with health insurance forms, answer any other questions that you may have. Uh, this way you can focus on your recovery. Uh, this is how you find him. You just go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Tell him you heard Donna Valentine talking about him. Hi, guys. Welcome back. The disaster you are hearing is the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Anything else you'd like to say right now? Can I say what you said to me when I asked you to go to the bathroom with me earlier? I don't remember. It was very funny. I said, Donna, let's go to the bathroom. She said, I don't have to go to the bathroom. I said, just walk over anyway. She said, no, I don't want to because then there's a mirror in there and then I get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true. Let's play. Time, time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Uh Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. Wow. I am not DJ Rock Lobster. But that's the old one. That's the big Zamboni. Mike, I was using Rocco's board. I'm sorry. I forgive you. We replaced the clomp clomp with a honk honk, everybody. Yeah. And we're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge today. It is Steve with the 130 to 122 lead. Let's go. Not to mention, she got like 20 of those victories through charity. Literally. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. That is just mean. I'm sorry. And it was like 15, so stop. All right, sorry. Um, We are going to uh, play today on the day that Taylor Swift is named the time person of the year. It happens to also be National Travis Day. Oh, wow. Wow. That's that great. is fascinating. Huh. 
So uh-huh. today we're celebrating National Travis Day by uh, chatting about some Travises. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, our uh, good friend from Buffalo, D. What up, D? D. D. <laughs> Suck it, Steve. Oh, right <laughs> out of the shoot, man. She doesn't right out care. Of the shoot. Yeah, right out of the shoot. See, you and me, girl, we got That's this. That's right. Oh. Guess who I'm playing with? All right, you know what? Forget you guys. I'm gonna go take a walk, and yeah, I'm gonna to walk it out. I'm gonna fill up some water. I'll talk to you later, D. I gotta go. Later, Gator. <laughs> All, All right, right, Steve, get out of here. Don't go too far, though, because I always have to get up and then track you down. You. All right. All right, D, you're going back on hold. We're playing the College of Pop Culture Knowledge here on National Travis Day. Let's chat about some Travises. Okay. You ready to do it? Yes. All right. Let us get started with this one here. Name the two Travises who share children with a Kardashian slash Jenner sister. Travis Scott. There's two of them? There's two. And they're both named Travis. Yep. Travis Scott and Travis... Montgomery. This forever and ever amen singer slash actor has sold over 25 million records and won seven Grammys. Randy Travis. Robert De Niro played Travis Bickle, the anti-hero protagonist of this 1976 film. W- w- say that again. Travis Bickle is uh, was played by Robert De Niro, the anti-hero protagonist of this 1976 film. Um, I'm walking here. Uh, taxi driver. Uh, timer was still going there. You're good. Uh, we will uh, bring D back in here. D, yeah. you heard her answers. Um, I did. How do you, the first one, she sounded like she struggled to get to that second name. Do you want to uh, stick with her answers, or do you want to try one of your own? I was going to try one of my own. Is it Travis Kendrick? Travis Kendrick and and Travis. So did you feel, see, there's two, tra- there's two names. Yeah, the first for, one, so what tra- was the first one? She said Travis Scott and then said Travis yeah. Montgomery. I'm going to go with Travis Kendrick as my as the second one. Okay, sounds good. Uh, okay. The next one, she said Randy Travis and felt pretty confident about it. How do you feel? Um, forever, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the final one, right at the buzzer, she yep. said Taxi Driver. You feel good about that one? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, put you back on hold. D, we'll bring Steve back in here. All right, come on, buddy. Look, he was, look, he was walking away like he's trying to get away. Why were you walking in the wrong direction? Well, what's happening? Because that was a split second thing. I immediately I pivoted back. They wouldn't even call travel and basketball. <laughs> I Hit needed it. to say something to Alexis. Okay. Right. But then a buddy from KS95 came over, and then we were in a conversation. Who was it? It was Jim Gracie. Okay. And he said that they don't have a water jug over there. They have to come to us to get That's the water. That's why we keep running out of water. Okay, I was viewing it more optimistically, like, hey, we have a thing, because of how mm, historic these studios Oh, I thought you said they look. ran out of No, water. no, like, they don't oh, have one of those fine. now. Okay, sorry I blew up, guys. I, I'm a sharer. How did it go? I don't know. Which one of these <laughs> is going to be Travis Tritt? That's what I need That's to really focus question. on. great question. All right, I'm ready. Let's roll through it again. We're talking about Travis's here on this National Travis Day. Steve, let's start with this first one here. Okay. Name the two Travises who share children with Kardashian slash Jenner sisters. All right, Travis Scott and Travis Barker. This forever and ever amen singer slash actor has sold over 25 million records and won seven Randy Grammys. Travis. Robert De Niro played Travis Bickle, the anti-hero protagonist of this 1976 film. Say it again. 
Uh, Robert De Niro played Travis Bickle, the anti-hero protagonist of this 1976 film. Taxi? Raging Bull. Raging Bull. What you going to go with? Raging Bull. All right, let's run through these answers here. Let's start with the middle one. Forever and Ever Amen singer slash actor sold over 25 million records and won seven Grammys. That indeed is Randy Travis. Nice. Nice. Nicely done. Damn it. Nice job, Donna. Thanks, Steve. Let's Back go, at you. Let's go to the first one. Uh, name the two Travises who share children with Kardashian slash Jenner sisters. You both got Travis Scott easily. And uh, Donna said Travis Montgomery. D changed it to Travis Kendrick. And uh, I like that. The, I do too. The answer, Not quite Kendrick Lamar. No. Uh, the answer, though, uh, Travis Barker. Steve got that one nice. correct. I forgot about it. Nice job, him. Steve. Very Let's new uh, father to Courtney uh, Kardashian's child, of course. Uh, just a month ago, they welcomed their first. And uh, that means we come to the final question. Robert De Niro played Travis Bickle, the anti-hero protagonist of this 1976 film. This is going to be Taxi. And I don't know if it's called Taxi or Taxi Driver, so if, I bailed. If your answer would have been Taxi, you still would have been wrong. It is indeed Taxi, taxi driver, driver, and Donna got it. Yeah. Donna indeed got Woo! that, which means we're headed to a tiebreaker. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Why? Although you did drop the wrong quote. Oh, I said I'm walking I'm here. I'm walking here. That's No, that's Midnight, Midnight Cowboy. Cowboy doesn't, yeah. Oh, dang it. You're thinking of, uh, you talking to me? Right. Oh, is that what the other one here? You talking to me? Yeah, that's oh. Taxi Driver. Shoot. Which means we're going to a tiebreaker. D, you're playing along. Okay. And you guys know what the tiebreaker works. I start reading the question. At any point you think you know it, yell out your name. I'll stop reading the question. If you get it right, you win. If you get it wrong, your opponent gets to hear the remainder of the question. Shoot. Let's do this. Okay. Travis and D, you're playing as well. So yell out your okay. name whenever you're ready. If you think you know it, okay. Travis Coates is the 14-year-old protagonist of this 1956 novel that was turned into a Disney movie the next year. In the story, he grows to love a stray yellow dog while help... D, 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 D was first. D. D. Old, Old Yeller. Old Yeller is correct. Wow. Job, you got it, D. D. Great. Hey, Mike, read the rest of the question. I want to see when it would have dawned on me, because I, I was not close. I uh, got it at lab. 56. I never said lab. Oh, I thought you said yellow lab. Nope. Uh, yellow he, just yellow dog. Oh, but okay. he, he grows to love a stray yellow dog while helping his mother and younger brother run their Texas homestead. Boy, what? if I don't know. You still would have got I would have needed to, and then they blew its brains out. I was Because <laughs> he had the hydrophobe. He had the hydrophobe. Yep. <laughs> Hey, thank you, D. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you, D. Thank you. Way to go. Suck it, Steve. Yes. Suck it, Steve. Suck it, Steve. I'm a sucker for a chance, so now I'm sure you guess myself. <laughs> right. D, you, thank D. you. Hang on the line, okay? All right. Happy holidays. Same Happy to holidays, you. D. Love D. She's a hoot. D reminds me fun listeners. of Amy Sedaris's character in The Mandalorian. So funny. <laughs> I mean, so great. And we didn't Fixing even know what D looked things. like for a long time. We only knew her from her voice and personality. We met her recently at Project Down and Dirty. She's awesome. Um, but it was just like, that's who was in our brain every time that she called. Yes. Just oh. fun, eccentric, spunky. So fun. We got a little community going here, you know? It's fun. Takes a village. Sure does. That's what Madam Clinton once said. Who said that? Hillary Clinton. Oh. 
I didn't realize. You didn't know she said that? Mm-mm. Didn't she write a book about it? I didn't read it. I can't believe you didn't know that, though. I don't know a lot of things, Steve. That checks out. <laughs> hey, let's get to Jess real quick here. Time for a tip. Wow. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. It's her. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show is getting tipsy. Tipsy. Yep, she wrote the book. Okay. Three, you know stuff. 352 pages. Okay, that's not bad. Came out in January 2007. Really? You know what, Steve? I'm I'm lost. How can I be of service to you right now? Um, I'm not quite sure. Just computers, really. Can I do the tip? Oh my god, that would be amazing. We both saw this this morning. This is a this is a pretty cool thing that Amazon is doing. They're offering kids twenty five dollar flights home for the holidays. Now, you do need to be a member of Amazon's Prime Student Program. And there's a limited number of tickets each day, 3,000 of them total. So this began yesterday. They are offering 1,000 tickets today and then another 1,000 tomorrow. This works on select routes to all 50 states with departure dates between December 8th and December 25th. And then the return dates can be as late as January 14th. So here's what you got to do. You have to sign into Amazon Prime Student. Again, you need to have that program logged in. You'll see the list of flights, and there's a $500 limit. So if the ticket would normally cost more than that, you pay your $25 fee plus any amount over the $500. The difference, right? You got it. Okay. How are they doing this? I don't understand. I don't know. Here's an important bit to know, though. Today's tickets dropped at 3 a.m. Eastern. That's 2 a.m. here in the Central Time Zone. So they're probably all gone by now, but you've got one more chance tomorrow at 3 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Central. So if you have a student who wants to try to do this or you want to try to do it on their behalf, um, go check out Amazon's Prime Student Program where you can check out these flights and maybe score yourself a pretty smoking deal. But I bet a lot of people are going to be clicking refresh at 3 a.m. But right, hey, right. life is short. It might be worth getting up once in the middle of the night, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. I wonder what airlines. That's a great question, Donna. I have one more little bit about it. Once it's over, all of the students who did not snag the deal can still get a discount code for $25 off of a flight, which is not the same, but still it's something. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. Great tip. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to... It wasn't the noise, it was the face. A lot of it's visual. A lot of it's visual. Yeah, gosh, you guys are really missing out. Um, Hey, listen, we're going to come back. We're going to take a little break. But when we do, I am really surprised by what you are saying about Hugh Grant here. I was surprised by it, too, because I saw this little still image of Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. And he looks amazing. And Timothée Chalamet looking at him as Wonka in their upcoming movie. Hugh Grant is voicing his opinion about his experience being an Oompa Loompa. And it may or may not surprise you. It's extreme, though. We'll tell you about it. When we come back, it's Donna, it's Steve, it's my talk. Hello. Thanks for listening. Donna and 
Steve here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I have to correct myself. I had said earlier that. Oh, we suddenly have all the time we need, so please. <laughs> that Freddie Prince was on Sanford and Son. That's wrong. He was on Chico and the Man. Sorry. I feel like details always get in the way of fun broadcasting. They sure do. <laughs> Got these freaking know it all emailers. Ah, respectfully. I don't mind. Respectfully. I don't mind. No, I don't mind. It's fine. No, we don't mind. It's, it's 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 good. I mean, some of you go a little too far. Honestly, with it. it's I just mean, like just, what's going yeah. on. Like the event, you know, it's fine. Other than that, you're smart. You know stuff. There's, you don't know stuff. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Nothing guys. to see here. Stop. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. You saw Oppenheimer. I cannot believe you saw that movie and oh, yeah. lived to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I got a a little interesting bit here about Oppenheimer, and then we'll tell you this Hugh Grant story that is kind of surprising. Especially like leading up to the movie, if you're trying to promote the movie, it's kind of a weird way to do it, but we'll start with Oppenheimer. So Marco Robbie was sitting down and talking with Killian Murphy, respectively the stars of Barbie and Oppenheimer. And it's one of these actors-on-actors conversations. Sometimes they're interesting. Sometimes it feels a little... Inside baseball. I... I was going to say sometimes it can feel a little um, not as good of a conversation sometimes when it's a one-on-one. Dinner for Five, John Favreau's old show on HBO, Dinner for Five, love that. Oh, really? Was that good? That was great. Oh, okay. And then those episodes are still floating. They might be on Max, but he would just sit at a table and they had a dinner with five celebrities and cameras just floated around and just I everyone like was talking with each other. And that was a cool show. Um, but anyway... They got, they got to an interesting point. I haven't watched it, so this might be a wonderful interview all throughout. I think it's almost about 40 minutes. Uh, there are a couple of things that you'll notice. Margot Robbie is talking about what one of the producers of Oppenheimer asked her to do regarding the release date of Barbie. But another fun little bit that I learned as a Christopher Nolan fan that I did not know was, I guess, if you step back and look at the movie release calendar and look at all of Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah. You will notice a trend, and these two come together as the Oppenheimer Barbie story uh, is talked about. This is Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie. And then, like, 10% of me thought, no, this could go so badly wrong. But I went after Greta Gerwig from the beginning to direct and hopefully write as well. And then she invited Noah to write with her without really even consulting. I think I gave him, you the wrong thing, Mike. Too brilliant. Oh. I think I gave you the wrong thing. Why'd you do, you big dummy? Um, yeah, oh, I for sure gave you the wrong thing. So sorry. Mike, that's supposed to say six minutes and 59 seconds. Oh. That would change things. <laughs> that was. Slightly, yep. slightly you know what I did earlier this morning? I wrote that in, uh, but I hit the, oh yeah, I did not. I hit the shift key when I did six, so it was one of those little up, tri- open-ended sure. triangles. Yep. And I was like, oh, why? Did, I looked and said, why did I do that? And then I deleted it. That's my mistake. Here is the appropriate time for you to listen. Five uh, or six, did you say? Or five? Six, 6.59. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because there's actually a commercial right there. So give me a second. Right, we'll yeah. get to it in a second. Hey, we would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. Shout out to <laughs> Chanhassen Dinner Theaters and yes. the Canopy Group. Don would like to thank Bradshaw Bryant, Minsure, and Energy Savers. Savers. Yeah, All right, here we go. Here we go. No. Christopher Nolan was always determined that it would be released in the summer as a big temple movie. That was always his plan. And he has this kind of superstition around that date. The Do 21st, all these movies come out on that day? In and around the 21st of July, or it could be always the 21st. Uh, so it, they're always, they always come out then. It's I mean, a, it's a good day. It's a good day. We it is now. That day too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember one of the producers, Chuck yeah. Irvin, called me because we worked together on some other projects. Okay. And he was like, I think you guys should move your date 
And I was like, we're not moving our date. If you're scared to be up against us, then you move your date. And he's like, we're not moving our date. I just think it'd be better for you to move. And I was like, we're not moving. I think this is a really great pairing, actually. I think it's like, well, it's a perfect double billing, Oppenheimer and Barbie. That was a good instinct. <laughs> yeah. Good instinct, to say the least. Uh, yeah. That's Killian Murphy and Margot Robbie talking about. I had no idea that Christopher Nolan's movies always came out mid to late July. So Me that was either. a little interesting little tidbit. So that's something to look forward to, maybe every. You know, when it gets around July, like, what's Christopher Nolan doing this year? Anything? I don't think that's how I would interpret it. I don't think it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the theater on July 21st and, no, oh, my gosh, I surprise. Mean, promotion will precede that. But, it's, you know, maybe... Uh, you know, you're trying to latch on to the story, and I appreciate that's more interest <laughs> than you generally take, so I'll accept this. Yes. Okay, thanks. All right. Fine. And I like them both standing their ground, too. I don't mind the call at all from the producer, and I don't mind Margot Robbie saying, huh, you change it. You scared of Barbie? Your bomb? Your big, scary bomb? Afraid of Barbie? Who did better? I don't even know. It was Barbie, Barbie, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Oppenheimer did very, very well for an R-rated movie that was three-plus hours long. They both, in their own respect, far exceeded expectations. Oppenheimer is only behind Joker for the highest grossing R-rated movie in the history of mankind. Oh, wow. So yeah, it did very, very well. Nearly a billion dollars. Oppenheimer got nearly a billion, so that means Barbie's going to be like 1.5 or something is my guess. Did you guys see Joker? Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts? Very good. Very, very well done and a climactic scene that will yeah Crazy story. Blow your head off. It was like, whoa. Holy Hannah. Uh, 1.442 billion. So 500 million more for Barbie. Yeah. Wow. A pretty good weekend, though. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and you did the double. You did the double. I did the double, yeah. I only did the single. Fun day. I was there. I wanted Donna to go and and see Oppenheimer, too. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't even want to see it on the small screen. You do. Really? so good. Yes. The performances alone are so good. Maybe I'm mixing this up with the Scorsese movie. You are. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I no, was very disappointed with that one. I shan't Mike, be seeing that. I love your optimism. <laughs> but Oppenheimer, if this woman, pardon me, Donna, if this woman sees that movie, she will come in and absolutely pan it. She will talk about how it's too long, not enough going on, too much talking. Who wears their robe like that? There's going to be a lot of stuff that is going to be going on. I am still trying to convince her from a Christopher Nolan standpoint to see Inception. Mm. And I know that she's going to hate that. But she'll hate, but it's a more interesting hate. But this is it's a very very well done okay. biopic and from the first scene you're just like they spent a lot of money on this movie and I foolishly guessed that it would have taken 11 oh. consecutive months of 12-hour days to shoot it. Turns out Christopher Nolan and his big budget blockbusters, he shot it in like 50-ish days, Mike told us. And it was... Did you see how much film there was, though? Oh, I could imagine Wasn't it like miles, like seven miles or something like that of film? Is that because of maybe a special film that they were using maybe. for these IMAX showings and stuff like that? Okay. You 50, and I are, 57 days. 57 days. Okay, That's crazy. You and I what? We are unafraid to 
just quickly guess. dabble in things that we in we theory. full well know none of us have any idea about. And I like it. Me too. Um, Hugh Grant did not like being in Oompa Loompa. Like hated the experience is what we're hearing. Just was over it. Didn't dig it. Why'd he do it then? I don't know. Just says the cameras that he had to wear for CGI motion capture were very uncomfortable. Felt like a, quote, crown of thorns. Now, that could be a bit hyperbolic. Yeah, right. But he said, I made a big I made a big fuss about it. Oh, no, that's not good. I made a big fuss about it. And frankly, what I did with my body was terrible. And it's all been replaced with an animator. When Hugh saw the final product, he didn't think it was all worth it. Um, the dancing that should be fun, the Oompa Loompa dancing, he said, wasn't even him. That was they, they had to animate the body because huh. he just. I thought he looked it. pretty good though. In the little like in the little, rose jar kind yes, of thing. Yeah, me too. Wonka, I thought he looked great. Wonka hits theaters on December fifteenth. Perfect. I think I want to see that. I shan't. Yeah, I said shan't again. What will are you, you going to do about will it? Will you pair shan't <laughs> with your certainly? Which will be <laughs> having to use a lot of these words at the big Hubbard holiday party That's coming up right, in a couple certainly. weeks. Certainly. Uh, 11 miles, 600 pounds. That's how uh, long the film for Oppenheimer was and how much it weighed. 11 miles. Did you look that up on your own? I sure did, Steve. Anna. Right? Thanks. Oh. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have a dirt alert for you. We hope you stick around for that. Don't forget, coming up in hour three, two, at 1130, we are playing Whose Voice Is It Anyway? Set your timer. You don't want to miss that. When we come back, great news about one of my old favorite shows coming back. That's next.